0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things he has done. Let's give God a round of applause for walking daily close with us. Amen. To him who is, who was, and is to come, even our Lord Jesus Christ, in whose power we stand and worship today. We are so grateful to be here. I received a text message from my big brother about two days ago asking me to join y'all this morning and I am so deeply honored to celebrate with you 12 years of this shepherd, this spiritual leader and his family leading and guiding you as God leads them. Come on, can we stand to our feet and celebrate the man of God, the woman of God, amen, Pastor and Lady Buckley, amen. We salute you, amen. My beautiful bride is here with our two sons. Uh, Just going to ask her to wave because she's holding the eldest of the two there. And uh, Josie, you want to wave at everybody? (laughs) Amen. If you would turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11. I want to commence our reading this morning at verse 8, Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at the 8th verse. Here it reads from the ESV, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out Even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful, who had promise. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. You may be seated. I want to preach this morning with God's help in your prayers. Keep on going. Our Lord and our God, how thankful we are that you walk daily with us, not simply to comfort us, but to compel us to keep on going. Even now, God, remind us of that word, remind us of your presence and your promise as you preach to us through this, your humble servant, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Won't you look to your neighbor to the left or right of you and say, Neighbor? neighbor. Oh, neighbor. oh, neighbor. I know it gets tired sometimes, but you got to keep on going. I acknowledge to you this morning, my brothers and sisters, that I am a sci fi junkie. I enjoy a good science fiction movie, trilogy, or series. Chief among them are the Matrix movies and Star Wars. Any any Star Wars fans in the house? Any Matrix fans in the house? But one of the amazing films that I was not as excited about, but which I watched avidly with my family, was the first generation of Star Wars, Star Trek rather. And in that first generation of Star Trek, I remember the intro credits, the way in which the announcer would talk about these people on this Voyager going where no man has gone before. My brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you that when God calls us to something, God often calls us to places other people have not been and encourages us to keep moving even though we don't have a track record or a map or GPS to get us there. Faith is the ability to trust that God will lead you and guide you through places you did not go to before, believing that he who called you is faithful. That in some significant sense is what we find here in Hebrews Chapter 11, we have a working definition in verse 1 of faith. We all know it by heart in the King James. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. It it is faith that leads us from the familiar into the unfamiliar because we know that we're familiar enough with God. And if God brought us this far, he will surely keep moving with us along the way. Now, faith is the substance, the Latin substantia. The Greek is hypostasis. Uh, it literally can be translated something to stand on. It, it is It is that assurance that when God calls you, you can stand on the promise. I, I know you don't always get to trust in other people. Other folk let you down. But God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it settles it. You can stand on his word. I know the songwriter said, I'm standing on on the promises of God, my Savior. Is there anybody in here this Sunday morning standing on the promises, standing on the promises? Everybody has turned off, but you are still turned on to the promises of God. Having done all to stand, you keep on standing, immovable in the faith because God gives you something to stand on. And the evidence of things unseen. It it reminds me, uh, speaking about science and science fiction, that, that when it says evidence of things unseen, unseen does not mean unreal. It simply means you don't see it with your 2020 vision. There's some things in this life, in this world that you cannot see, but they're all around us. There are things that you can only see through microscopic and telescopic sight. In fact, all around you this morning, there are all kinds of particles floating all around you and on you. There are dust particles and probably mite particles and all kinds. of. In fact, there's some stuff floating around in you. We call them neutrons and protons and electrons. There's plasma flowing through your blood. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. That means faith gives you sight beyond sight. Faith allows you to see what other folk can't see, and you know it's real because you see it by faith. They'll call you crazy, they'll call you insane, but when God gives you microscopic and telescopic sight, you see stuff the other folk can't see. I remember when I was in North Carolina in 2006, the Lord shared with me that I had to move back to Mississippi. I was like Dolphins Weary. I wasn't coming back. When I was gone, I was gone. But he said, you've got to go back to Mississippi because there's some things you have to do. And I told family, I told friends, I'm coming back Mississippi they all thought I was crazy they all thought I was strange I was turning down opportunity after opportunity and even in my own strength I began to get weary and worn because I said Lord you told me I gotta go back to Mississippi but no doors are opening back there and no opportunities are opening back there but right at the 11th hour When it was time to graduate, God opened the door. I know you've been waiting a long time, brothers and sisters. But let me tell you, keep on waiting. Because waiting pays off after a while. By faith, God heard Abel's blood speak from the ground. Let me tell you, God is a God of justice. By faith, Enoch walked with God. And it was translated, I'll tell you, God is a God who will bless you if you walk close enough with him. He won't let you deal with some of the other stuff other folk have to deal with. Yeah. By faith, Noah built the ark and, and he escaped sudden death. And by faith, Abraham yeah. left his country and his kindred not knowing where he was going. Stop there. Put a pin there because many of us are are, are weak in this area because we only want to go with God when God gives us all the details. But aren't you glad when you step out on that first step, when you don't see the whole way, God, step by step, moves in your life to remind you that your steps and your stops are ordered by the Lord. I've been working with my brother as we've been going through this state convention campaign and I've talked with him about his own steps. He grew up here at Cade. He was was probably uh, uh, one of the ones that y'all changed diapers for and all that stuff, but God sent him to Danville, Illinois. And it was there in an unknown place that God began to strengthen him and do things in him. But, but he said something before he got to Danville. He told me that he was in the cafeteria one day. This was before he was really willing to accept the call of ministry. And there was a cafeteria worker who had not met him and he had not met her. But the Spirit of God spoke to her and said essentially to him, Stop running and accept the call of God. Let me tell you, when you step out on faith, God will send some signs your way. He'll send people your way who will let you know you're going in the right direction. But don't be like my friend. um, When we were up in New Jersey, it was my first time driving in a vehicle that had the kind of GPS that will talk back to you. We were driving to a particular place, but apparently we had gone a little too far So we were in Newark, New Jersey. Anybody uh, familiar with Newark? Yeah, so there's some places in Newark you just don't want to go, especially after 8 p.m. We just kept on driving and we heard the voice from the GPS say, turn around at the next available turn. But my friend just kept on driving. And I think she got a little hood in her after a while and she said, Negro, didn't I tell you about three exits ago to turn around There are moments in your journey where you keep trying to do it your way, but God keeps sending a voice. God keeps sending a messenger. In fact, Sunday after Sunday, God allows Reginald Buckley to stand in this pulpit to be the voice of God to you. To say, turn around, baby. going in in the wrong direction. God wants you to take a left instead of a right. right, Abraham had to obey the call of God in his life. Let me give you these three points and get out of your way. First of all, before I get to these three points, let me set the context for you because we are introduced to Abram, who will be later known as Abraham in Genesis 12 and 1. We are told of this story of, of how Yahweh calls him from his country and from his kindred, but, but there seems to be some, uh, some uh, not discrepancy, but some slight disagreement about when the call happened. It is in Haran in Genesis 12, but we hear in Nehemiah and in Acts 7 when Stephen preaches his martyred, uh, the sermon that gets him martyred, that God calls, uh, rather let me say it this way, that he gets a call in Haran, but we are told that God called him out of Ur of the Chaldees. And what we see here is the possibility that God spoke to Abram back in Ur but has to remind him of the word when he gets to Haran. Because Genesis 12, and one says, God had said, which means in possibility that Abram heard a word, but when he got to Haran, he sat on that word. Haran in the Hebrew literally means settled place. And there are many of us who've heard God speaking to us, but then we got to a settled place. We got comfortable. We said, this is all right. This is going to be good enough. And God has to come back and remind you, you are not there yet. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, we've come a long way, but we're not there yet. Let me tell you, Cade, y'all have come a long way, but you're not there yet. There's more God wants to do in you and through you and for you. And it is second time in Genesis 12 and 1, Abram hears the wo- voice and word of God. And he does three things. First of all, he observes the call. He observes. Observe to mean that he recognizes the significance of this. This is not just some happenstance word. This is a word that will change his entire life. The first thing that Abraham did is he observed that God was calling him. And this means a whole lot because Abraham grew up in a pagan country. In a pagan family, for Abraham to decide to give up on everything he knew was radical faith. But he knew that what God was doing in his life was greater than all the stuff he'd ever accomplished in his life. Secondly, not only did he observe the call, he obeyed the command. It's one thing to know you're called, it's another thing to act upon that which God has called you to do. Abraham decided to step out on faith, and the text tells us to go to a place he did not know. But he could go to that place, brothers and sisters, because he knew that God was with him. He could go to an unknown place because he already knew who God was. And because he knew that God would not lead him anywhere to leave him alone, he understood that if he tells me to go, He is ordering my steps in such a way that even when I get a little scared about where I am, he will come in and comfort me and let me know that all things will work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. He had to obey the command when everything seemed strange. He was 75 and Sarah was even a little younger, but still both were old and advanced in age. and They had settled in Haran and Things looked so wonderful and they were nearing the end of their lives. But God said, I still have something for you. Can I pause here and tell some seasoned citizen that God ain't through with you yet? I know you've had a long, fruitful life, but God may be calling you even now in this season to do something so that your latter will be greater than your former. It's never too late. For God to speak to you and never too late for you to obey the word of God. I don't know if this would be sure, but I assume that some folk probably thought Buckley was strange when he decided to leave Danville, Illinois. I don't know. Maybe his wife thought he was strange. I don't know. You're doing good in Danville. Why are you going back down to Jackson? Because the Lord hath need of me. And aren't you glad that he decided to follow the voice of God? Y'all playing with me. I said, Aren't you glad 12 years later you look good, you sound good, you're strong because God sent him to you even when he didn't know how everything would work out, he knew who would work it out. Here's the third and last thing. Not only did Abraham observe the call and obey the command, he was open to the creative process. We get excited about Abraham finally having Isaac and finally getting to that land of promise, but but many of us miss the fact that God was doing something in Abraham before he did something through Abraham. Some have said it this way. It's not the destination alone that matters. It's the journey along the way. And I believe that over these 12 years, God has blessed your pastor. He has grown. In fact, he thought he was anointed and appointed and assigned years ago. But in these 12 years, um, where's that picture y'all had? I, I know that's not a recent picture. <laughs> yeah, that's probably when he first got started. He had all black hair. He was about 10 pounds lighter in the face. But God's been working in him these 12 years. And because God has been working in him, God has been working through him and it's been a blessing and a benefit to the saints of God here. I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, y'all ain't there yet. God still has more in store for Cade and for the Buckley family. God still has something in store for this neighborhood and this community. And might I add, God has something in store for the General Baptist State Convention. God ain't through. So you got to keep on going. Got to keep on trusting. Keep on believing that after a while, that thing which you hope for, you will receive. (laughs) I got to leave you now. But I thank God for Abraham, who went into a far country that he didn't know of and was faithful unto God to do what God said, even when he didn't see what God was saying. But there's another man who came from heaven above. Y'all don't hear me today. He came down to a far country and he walked with us and he talked with us. And all along, there were people who laughed at him, who mocked him, who scandalized his name. But one Friday, I said one Friday, they marched him up. Calvary's heel and he died didn't he die y'all he died until the earth rocked and reeled like a drunk man he died until he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders and when his haters thought it was over his father said keep on going they put him in a borrowed tomb but uh, That third day morning, he got up with all power in his hand. But guess what, y'all? That wasn't the end. He kept on going. He taught his disciples for a few days after his resurrection, caught an uber cloud into heaven, and is right now seated by the right hand of God. He is there. But I tell you today, he got to keep on going because while we're sitting here, he's sitting there praying for you. When you can't pray for yourself, Jesus is praying for you. When you don't have the words to come to, he's praying for you. And let me tell you what he's saying. Keep on going. The road gets tough. The hills get hard to climb. But keep on going because after a while, After a while, we're going to a city whose maker and builder is God. We're going to a land where there's always howdy, howdy, and never goodbye. K. Chapel, keep on going. Go until you can't go no more. And when you can't go no more, the Holy Ghost will go for you. High five your neighbor and say, go, go, go 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 if you gotta go by yourself go if your mama don't go go if your daddy don't go go if your pastor don't go 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 go!
1: one word go it doesn't matter where you've been called to go listen we've come to that portion of our service where there may be someone that has not yet made Jesus the center of their life everything you've done you've tried and it didn't work out. No matter how many times you tried, it didn't work. But this morning, I want to introduce you to someone that can make it all happen, that can do it for you. And his name is Jesus. You may join this church as a candidate for baptism. Baptism. By letter or by Christian experience, it is time that you made Jesus your choice. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come?
2: Amen. Mm-hmm. Sisters and brothers, we have Sister Jacqueline Moore coming to us by Christian Experience. Mm-hmm. Sister Moore, I need to ask you something. That means you have been baptized, you've been a member of a church. I ask you one more question, are you willing to study with us so we can tell you what we as Baptists believe? Are you willing to study with us? Yes, I am. Amen. I'm going to ask you to go with one of the members of the orientation committee, and they're going to get you signed up. Amen. Today, we observe one of the two ordinances of the Baptist Church, which is that of communion. I ask that you will pray with me. Lord God, we thank you now. Father, we thank you for giving your body and your blood for us. We come now to do what you told us to do, and that is to remember you until you come again. So bless now. As we do what you have ordered us to do. And we ask, Lord, that if there's anything within us that shouldn't be, take it out and straighten and strengthen us, Lord. Thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Let us break bread together let us pray. drink wine together.
2: anyone that has a sensitivity to gluten, Deacon Gentry has wafers that are gluten-free. Please wave your hands, please, and he will serve you. Oh, Lord,
3: have mercy on me. Let us praise God together. Let's break bread together.
2: Is there anyone who's been omitted? On the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he breaked it and he said, This bread represents my broken body that I give to you. Eat the bread. Likewise, in the same manner, he took the cup. And he said, this cup represents my blood in the New Testament. Drink all of it. And after they had supped, they went up into the Mount of Olives. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you, now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen, go in peace.